Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday the 24th of June. And as always with this breakfast briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can head on over to marcustoday.com.au and our website there and read the disclaimer in full. All right, well, a much better night in the Dow Jones and U.S. markets. Generally, as we saw the end of Chairman Jerome Powell's semi-annual testimony before Congress uh, concluding today, and uh, a somewhat a sigh of relief that it is all over, I guess, in terms of uh, the U.S. markets anyway. Dow Jones closing up 194 points, or 0.64%, 30,000. 677. The Dow had a high of 233 and a low of 190. So a very, well, relatively unvolatile day in the US. Certainly not something that we're used to, used to a thousand point trading ranges. And here we only have a sort of 400 point trading range. So a very quietish day again in the US, but uh, closing near its highs up 194 points. The NASDAQ was up 162 well, 1.62% or 179 points, 11,232. The S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, as always, up 0.95 of a percent, 36 points to 37.96. We had the VIX volatility index as well, up 0.3 of a percent. But unfortunately, not translating into positivity in the Australian market, ASX 200 futures down eight points or 0.12 of a percent. So limping into the weekend for the ASX today. But in terms of uh, US action last night, we did see the um, growth factors outperforming value. Again, we had home builders and retailers, growth software, internet, uh, China tech doing well as well. Tobacco, grocers, trucking and managed care also doing well. And uh, banks and industrials and precious metals are somewhat lagging uh, amongst the uh, the Dow sectors last night. We did see treasuries extending their recent strength. Their two-year yield held just above 3%. And uh, we did see some action in commodities, and we'll get to that. But Chairman Jerome Powell also talking last night for his second day of his Humphrey Hawkins testimony. Uh, he stressed the decisions are made meeting by meeting and cautioned that upside surprises for inflation could be in store. He also said that inflation expectations, while anchored, are coming under some pressure. And we are certainly seeing some uh, signs that maybe the US is starting to moderate a little bit. And we did also see uh, the um, US banks all passing their stress tests last night conducted by the Federal Reserve. So that was a positive. In the US, 10-year yields, 3.09%. In Australia yesterday, we were around 3.85%. Germany coming well off the top, 1.42%. So that is certainly uh, a factor at the moment. In terms of commodities last night, we saw Brent crude down 1.5%. So it's interesting that as the oil price has fallen So the U.S. markets have rallied, which is potentially a good sign there. And we do see uh, Citicorp, uh, Citigroup, said its base case for oil is to slide to $80 a barrel by the the fourth quarter. 
and it could drop into the 70s in 2023. So it does look as if the recession worries now are trumping the inflation worries, and certainly in commodities they are coming off fast as uh, that inflation hedge that people have piled into in commodities unwinds pretty quickly, and now everyone is starting to get worried about a recession, and therefore I guess the pace of rates is not going to be quite so aggressive perhaps, and it does certainly take some pressure off those inflation numbers when we do see commodities ease. We had gold down 0.5%. In the LME pricing, we had copper, had a big fall last night. Dr. Copper down 4.1%, nickel down 1.4%, aluminium uh, pretty much unchanged, zinc down 2.1%, lead down 3.3%, and tonne fell 9.75%, but it is quite a thin market tin. Uh, what is tin used for? It, a lot of tin is used in the uh, circuit boards and solder for electronics, uh, given that lead is no longer allowed. Commodity stocks overseas also falling hard. We had uh, BHP down 1.5% in ADR terms, Rio down 3%, and other stocks overseas faring far worse. Freeport McMoran down 5.6%, Alcoa down 4.7, Tech down 11.8, Anglo down 4.5, Glencore down 1.5, Vale down 3.9, Arbomile uh, a modest fall there, only 1.2% down. We had the iron ore price starting to creep a little bit higher. We've got iron ore up 1.8% or $2.30 to $129.32. So a little bit of uh, good news there, maybe for the uh, the BHPs and the Rios of this world when we start trading in Australia. But that SPY futures being down eight points does look as if we're going to see the continued bifurcation of the market with industrials doing well, banks doing relatively well, and resources doing relatively badly. In the US, in terms of tech stocks, interesting that ARK Invest was up 7% last night. And we also saw FedEx results after hours, which were up around 2% after a strong, strong earnings and guidance. So some good news there for FedEx. Netflix up 1.6%. We had Apple up 2.1%. US banks, though, pretty much under a little bit of pressure. JP Morgan down 1.1%. Citi down 1.8%. Bank of America down 1.6%. Wells Fargo down 1.8%. The interesting one, though, was Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up nearly 11% last night. Why was that? Well, we did see the Bitcoin price rising 4.8% as well. So that Bitcoin price very much mirroring and, I guess, uh, leverage to the NASDAQ as well. So that is a big move for Bitcoin and a big move for Block last night. So that will translate into, obviously, SQ2 in our market today. In other headlines, we had copper falling to a 16-month low. Those recession fears and tighter global monetary policy really hurting the outlook there. The S&P Global Flash June Composite Purchasing Managers Index has fallen 2.4 points to 51.2. And Morgan Stanley's, a couple of their analysts there, say that the downside case has increased in probability, but only sees around a 35% chance of a recession, which means that there is a 65% chance that there is no recession. And we saw J.P. Morgan equity strategist Jason Hunter and Marco Kalanovic uh, are holding fast to their bullish view on the U.S. markets. And Canadian banks have now in official bear territory after falling more than 20% from their record high set in early February. 
Economists expect the ECB to hike deposit rates to 0.75% by the end of 2022. In Norway, the central bank last night hiked rates by 50 basis points, which made it the largest hike in 20 years, and pressure is mounting on the Bank of Canada to hike by 75 basis points after the hottest print they have seen in inflation numbers in 40 years. In our market today, well, certainly we're expecting to see much the same as we have seen in previous sessions this week, well, certainly in the last few days with this bifurcation of the market, we're going to probably see industrials do relatively well and banks do relatively well with energy and commodity stocks coming under pressure yet again. So that is something to bear in mind. We've also got, um, interestingly, short bets as a portion of the Australian market's cumulative free float have increased to 2.1%, according to numbers from stockbroker UBS, up from 1.8% at the start of the year. The biggest shorts in the market are Flight Centre. 16.8% of its float is shorted. Betmakers, 12.7%. Nanosonics, 12%. EML Payments, 10.2%. And Block, which I wouldn't get too carried away with, 9.8% short. But I'm sure that there is an arbitrage play there in Block, with probably short Block here and long Block there. So uh, that may be a little fallacious. ERA could be the next cab off the rank with a capital raising. Has been talking to Rio about options. It appears that the rehabilitation costs for their Ranger Uranium mine in the Northern Territory have doubled and they are under pressure to raise more money, whether that is from parent Rio or from the market. We'll have to wait and see. In economic news today, Westpac expects cash rate to top out at around 2.6%. And Woolies is asking, well, its suppliers are asking for price rises at Woolies. So this is obviously going to feed into the inflation story in terms of food price rises here. But Woolies also today announced they're going to offer groceries in an hour via a $5 app. So you'll be able to order your groceries on an app and you'll get them in an hour. Something to bear in mind if you're a long-suffering Newick shareholder is the court case in the federal court starts on Monday, so expect some bad PR to come out of that one. And uh, in terms of broker upgrades and downgrades today, we have a few. Uh, St. Barbara upgraded to outperform from sector at RBC. St. Barbara has fallen like a rock in the last few sessions after that operations update at Simbury. So, um, RBC Capital now have it as an outperform. MCR, which is Mincor, upgraded to a buy. From hold at shore and Appen upgraded to neutral at Macquarie. There are some certainly some rumours swirling around at the moment that Appen have attracted the interest of some private equity players. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out. But obviously Macquarie covering themselves a little bit by upgrading to a neutral. And RFF, which is Rural Funds Group, has downgraded to outperform from a buy at CLSA. This highlights the nuances of broker recommendations. It's now an outperform. It was a buy. Question of the day today. Have we seen the bottom in the banks? Uh, Certainly it looks as if the big bank basket is or has bottomed at around 150, 152 and now up to around 158 having topped out recently at 190. So have we seen the bottom in the banking stocks? We're also seeing uh, our yields coming off a little bit. So uh, maybe that is helping the banks, although it's not supposed to help the banks. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. 
You can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website for all our other goodies there. And of course, if you're into podcasts, there are three other streams of consciousness in Marcus Today in terms of our podcasts. We have the Morning Meeting, which is under the Marcus Strategy podcast, the On the Desk podcast, where the team in Melbourne go through some of the things they've been talking about on the desk, and my On the Couch podcast, the most recent one, was with Marcus answering all your questions. But there's plenty of other On the Couch podcasts, some of which are not uh, that concerned about timestamps and uh, remain relevant well past the date that they were um, released. But that's it from me. Thanks very much, and may the trading gods be with you. 